welcome everybody. Um, we thank God for another night. Um, uh, this is our year of revelation. And, and, and what that means to me, even as Pastor Sam has, has told us over and over again, is to reveal through scriptures who we are in Christ so we can have a, a particular posture you know, regarding everything God has called us to, to do and even facing difficulties in this life, um, exposing the strategies of the enemy, bringing to light that which um, sometimes we read scriptures like, well, what is, what is scripture trying to say here? And they did see we're just trying to get deeper and just reveal things, bring things to light. And um, tonight, tonight, I want us to, to look into a particular scripture that I believe we all know. It's about the story of David and, uh, David and Goliath uh, from First Samuel 17. Amen. Amen. And thank you, Elder Inchi, Elder Oz, Elder Marin, and Baby Noah. Thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like I said earlier, this is a story we all know. I just wanted us to read everything. So um, I know sometimes we just get bits and pieces of it because I'm pretty sure we've had a, a pastor preach about it, you know, use it to illustrate maybe preparation for ministry, the faithfulness of David or, you know, something like that. I just wanted us to read everything to get it, to get a full picture. Um, so t today I just want us to, to learn a few principles about dealing or defeating the giants that we face, defeating the giants that we face. Um, I believe we all face battles in, in every area of our lives. Not only ministry, it can be marriage, it can be financial, career, whatever. We all face battles. And it's very important. You know, some, some battles, for some battles, we just need knowledge. For some, we need, we need to apply that knowledge. We need wisdom on how to go about it. For some, we just need a brother to give us a, some counsel. For some, we need to pray. You know, we, we face different battles differently. Um, I, I just want us to look at a few things from, from this story, from this story, um, we've heard it over and over again, but probably we've not thought of some of these things I'm going to talk about. So how did David defeat this giant Goliath? How did David defeat this giant Goliath? I want to look at a few ways that David approached this situation. I want to look at a few ways. We, maybe probably at, the, at this point in time, I mean, there is nothing that you have to battle, but... You probably have to help a brother or sister, or maybe in the future you will need some of these things. So it's very important that we, we listen and participate if we have to. Hallelujah. Um, number one, I have three main, three main points here that I'm going to talk about. Number one, David saw the battle differently than the rest of the nation. So Goliath threw a challenge to, to the nation to bring their champion, and they already had people, they had champions, they had the big men. Um, the, the big men physically who, who were their champions, so he drew a challenge, but no one was responding because of the track record of Goliath. But David saw it differently. David was just a farm guy, but he saw the problem not, not as a physical you know, guy standing there, but he saw it as a spiritual problem. David did not see this as just you know, this mountain there, and you know, we need a big guy to go conquer this other big guy. No, he saw it as a spiritual problem. He needed to tackle it spiritually. He saw it as a spiritual problem. And, and when you read a story, it actually was a spiritual problem. 
in First Samuel seven forty three that Elder us read, he said, um, the, the Philistine that Goliath said to David, he says, "Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks?" And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. You can see that Goliath had his gods. He he was coming from somewhere. He was not just coming, you know, because he was a big guy, but he had this spiritual backing. And and David knew. And he was also come, coming with his spiritual back and knowing that his God is greater than the God of Goliath. So yes, Goliath can be as big as whatever. He can scare people with his physique, but my God is greater than, than, than Goliath's God. So I'm coming in his name. So definitely victory is assured. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, some of the Amen. problems, actually most of the problems that we face, you know, they, they are spiritual battles. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3, it says, for, we, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. In Ephesians 6, 12, it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness and heavenly places. The moment we decided, we made a decision that I'm for Jesus, we, we, we should know that the, the enemy will try many ways and forms to attack us. And all these, so far as it's orchestrated by the enemy, it's a spiritual problem, not a physical problem. Hallelujah. Yes, we need knowledge, mm -hmm. we need wisdom on how to handle this, but the root source of most of this is spiritual. We must handle it as such, mm -hmm. not as the world will handle the problems. Hallelujah. I, mm -hmm. I, remember, I remember when I was doing my master's, um, at some point I was running out of funds. My funding was almost done. And my supervisor, um, I applied for another one for me through some agency. And I mean, he told me, well, he has applied, he has dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's, and by it is, it is not easy to get it. And he told me, well, he has tried prayer and it did not work for him, so he does not believe in it. But he, seeing me, he says that I, I'm, I'm a religious guy, so I should go and pray. It might work for me. You know, what, what was he trying to say? Like, he tried it for several other people and it did not work. And he's like, well, this is not just a, a physical thing just to apply. You know, it's, it's not about luck. But, you know, he, he's like, you know, go the extra mile. Prayer did not work for me, but you are a religious guy. Go tackle the problem spiritually. Well, I prayed about it and I got it. You know, what, what am I saying here? Some of these things are not just mere physical things. That, oh, yes, you just apply for the job. You send your resume your resume, and maybe you, ha you have the education, you have the experience, so you get it. No, you know, go the extra mile, tackle it spiritually, go on your knees and pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The enemy Amen. does not want you to get that job. He doesn't want you to get that money so that you can, you, you can give for the federal of the kingdom of God. He wants you to stay down there. Hallelujah. Amen. So tackle, tackle it spiritually, because you are a spiritual being in a physical body. The enemy is trying to get you spiritually. Tackle it spiritually. Hallelujah. The Goliath, mm -hmm. and David saw Goliath as he had picked a fight with God and not just Israel. He had picked a fight with God and not just Israel. He says, mm -hmm. for who is this uncircumcised, Philist uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? You know, it, it, when we decide to do the work of the ministry and we face opposition, you know what? That, that, that opposition is not just against you, it's against God, because God sent you. That's why we always have to make sure we are doing what God has sent us to do and called us to do. In that case, mm -hmm. we face opposition. We, 
we know it, this is against God. And so far as we are on God's side of the fight, the victory is guaranteed. But the moment we do our own thing, then well, we're on our, on, on our own. You know, if God is calling me to do A, and I decide, well, you know, I'll make more money doing B, well, I'm, I'm by myself. But if I pursue A, yes, opposition will come, but that is against God, and God will fight a battle. Hallelujah. So David saw that Goliath had picked the fight against God, not against the people. Not against the people. So we need, we need to ask ourselves, are we on God's side of the fight? Are we on God's side of the fight? And I know some of us, you know, we, we criticize pastors, we bash, you know, people doing the work of the ministry, maybe probably because maybe um, some portion of their doctrine is not right or, you know, maybe they did something bad to maybe one person or something like that. But the thing is, so far as they are preaching the gospel and people are giving their lives to Christ, you know, let's support the work of God. Let's, support, let's be on God's side of the fight. Let's not make the enemies, the, the, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Let's not make his work even easier for him. You know, the media, the journalists, all these secular people out there are just looking for ways to, to get pastors depressed. They are looking for ways that people will not preach the gospel. And we believers are, are, have even cooperated with them you know, bashing pastors, criticizing them, people who are out in the field suffering, you know, doing the work of the ministry. And we, sometimes, I mean, we do that ignorantly, but, you know, I, I'm just saying tonight that let's be on God's side. Let's be on mm -hmm. God's side. I mean, if there is something that maybe a preacher is doing, a false preacher, I mean, we have to protect the flock. So we have to point it out that, yes, this is the truth. But all I'm saying is that let's not criticize those who are truly doing the, the work of God out there. Because we need them, we can't do the work alone. Let's be on God's side of the fight. Hallelujah. Let's be on mm. God's side. Let's be on God's side. Point number two. David focused on the problem solver, not the problem. You know, I bet you if David had focused on the problem, who is Goliath, I don't think he would have been able to, to, to win that fight. But he focused on the problem solver, knowing that the solver of the problem is greater than that problem. He did not care about Goliath's size or the weapon that he had. He knew that his God was greater. You know, God is greater than any problem that we'll face now, that we'll face in the past, that we'll face in the future. Hallelujah. I, you know, I, I want this truth just to sink down in our hearts that God is greater. God is greater. Any problem that we we'll face now in the future, God is greater. Hallelujah. God is greater. Amen. He was before. He, 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 now, in, in the future, he's greater. He's greater than that problem. The enemy, the enemy tries to attack our mind most of the time. And you ask yourself, okay, why, why, why should even believers be, be depressed? What's the cause of depression? It's all the enemy's tactics. He attacks the mind and makes you feel hopeless. Why? Because maybe he makes you feel that, that you will never get out of that problem or this problem is greater than you. In my opinion, believers should never be depressed because God is greater than whatever circumstance, whatever thing is causing us to be, great, uh, to be depressed. God is greater. The enemy attacks our mind and makes us feel like, you know, that, that is it. It's over. That is it. It's over. And actually, the truth of the matter is that, you know, the enemy, the devil has been in the system longer than man. If it was just left to man and the enemy, he, the enemy would definitely win. He's smarter. He has been in the system. He knows our weaknesses. He will win. But the thing is that we, we, we win through Christ. 
We've been strengthened through Christ. We've been lifted up and seated on the right hand of God through Jesus. So we have the victory. We are not alone. Mm. Hallelujah. We are not alone. Mm. So the enemy comes, he attacks our minds. But what do we have to do? We have to renew our mind in the word. We have to cast down those imaginations, those thoughts that exalt itself above the knowledge of God. We have to cast it down. We have to cast it down. Second Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, it says, For, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, other versions says imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We have to cast it down. We have to cast it down. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, that, that, that Goliath, that, that challenge that you are facing, it, it looks so strong, but, you know, ask yourself, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? Who is that challenge? What is that challenge? Is that challenge greater than God? No, not greater than God. David said, who is that uncircumcised Philistine to defy mm-hmm. the army of God? Mm-hmm. You see, what is that challenge to, to, to cause the son of God or daughter of God to be depressed? What, what is that challenge? What is that challenge? Who is that person? That challenge, that person has no authority to cause any, any, any son of God to be depressed. No, it can't cause you to be stressed. Why? Because you are the child of God, and he who is in you is greater than that challenge. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. When obstacles come, we should see it as, well, Well, um, you know, this is just to sharpen my axe. You know, this is just to make me, you know, this is not to bring you down, because God is greater. God is greater. God is greater. Regardless of the magnitude. Or maybe I'm saying, oh, you know, you don't know. You don't know what I'm going through. Well, I don't need to know. Because what I know is greater. What I know and who I know is greater than that challenge. I don't need to know. You don't have to tell me. All I know is that God is greater. God is greater. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Cast down that mm-hmm. imagination. Cast it down. Cast it down. The enemy will come. He knows your weakness. So he'll come. He'll, he'll criticize. He, he will come through that, that, that open door. But God is greater. In our weakness, he's made strong. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Number three, we need to use what God gives us. We need to use what God gives us. Um, David, David was offered souls, battles, weapons, and armor. But the Bible says that he wore it, and because he had not tested it, he was uncomfortable in it, so he just put it down. And just took his stones and uh, his sling. Why? Because that's what he was killed at. That is what he knew. That is what he had. And God has, has given us all different things, you know, and we just have to use it. We just have to use it for whatever he has called, it, called us for. We have to use it, you know, regardless of the opposition that we face. We just have to use what he has called us to, to, to do. You know, he had confidence in what he had and not what under man had, not what Saul had. God was giving him all the heavy things, you know, so he can be able to match this, this, this giant. But David says, you know, no, 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 you know, I, I, I'm gifted in this area. You know, I'm just going to use this thing to face my battle. You know, you, you, you might not be able to, to preach like Pastor Sam. You know, you can, maybe you can sing. Just sing it. You might not be able to preach. Maybe you can post a scripture on social media. You know, post it. You, you might not be able to preach. You can arrange chairs in church. You can arrange chairs in the church. You know, do it. Whatever you are gifted at, at this point in time, you know, just use it in what, in what, you are, what God has called you to do at this time. Just use it. Just use it. Don't try to be like any man. 
you know, I, I might fight this battle this way, you know, but use what you have, use what you have to do what God has called you to do, to face the opposition that has come your way. Use what you have. I, I remember um, growing up, I believe Pastor Sam knows some part of this story because I, I speak to him a lot about these things. But um, at some point, um, yeah, I, was, I was pretty young. I'm still young though, but, you know, I was just younger. And um, I, was, I was struggling a little bit. Uh, all I knew was that I loved God. And I wanted to, like, whenever I go to church, whenever I go to the house of God, I was excited because I felt, you know, I love the worship. I love the word. You know, so I just kept going, kept going, kept going, just, you know, doing whatever my hands find to do. I, I, I was trying to figure out, you know, God, what is it actually that you want me to do? Then um, after some time, I received some, some prophetic words that confirmed the passion that I had in my heart. Then, guess what? The enemy just threw fear at me. It's like I, I started looking at the people who have, who have gone ahead of me and the way they did you know, what God was calling me to do. And I'm like, well, I cannot match to this person. You know, how can I do what this person is doing? No, I cannot, I cannot match. You know, I have all these weaknesses. You know, I'm not able to. So the, the, how, how did I overcome this fear? Mm. Like, how did I overcome this fear? Like, and, and I believe God, God just put in my heart, you know, he has not called me to be all these people who have gone, off, gone ahead of me. He has called me to be who he has called me. You know, stop the comparison. You know, just be who you are. God has gifted you in, in a particular area. Don't, don't, don't feel like I have to be like this person. You know, overcome that fear. Overcome that, that barrier of limitation. God has called you to be you. Stop the comparison. Be who you are. Use what you have. Hallelujah. Maybe God has called you to be a preacher. And maybe you like listening to whoever Duncan Williams, Pastor Chris, whoever, you know, like, well, how can I reach this, this height that this person has reached? And that is causing fear. But, you know, I believe God is saying he has called you to be you. He has called you to be you and be who you are. You use whatever voice he has given you. You may not be maybe as eloquent as whoever, but use what God has given you, you know, overcome that fear. You just be who you are. Hallelujah. And I believe David was who he was. And that's how he was able to overcome this challenge, this battle. Mm. He did not want to be like Saul. He did not want to be like Goliath to overcome Goliath. But he was who he was. He, he was killed in using the sling and the stone. And that is what he used to overcome. Hallelujah. So just use mm. what you have. Be who you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. It's, it's time we, we stop the comparison. And I, I was talking about in ministry, but even... In, in career and in other areas of life, we use that thing. We, we use that in families. I see that a lot. I see that a lot. We, it's like people compared even marriage. Um, you compare marriage to somebody and it's like you feel, well, you know, mine is not really going well. And, and that brings about fear. That brings about a whole lot of things. And once the enemy notices that, he just throws all sorts of things. You know, insecurity. He chose all these things. But God has called us to be us. He has called us to use whatever gifts we have. He has called us to use our, the personality he has given us just to do what he has called us to do. Hallelujah. So let's use what we have. Let's stop the comparison. Let's use what we have. Uh, the last point here, keep going forward. Keep going forward. Face the battle. Don't run from the battle. Face it. Face it. And one, one thing I know 
even regarding um, the area of marriage, you know, any, any, any problem that you don't solve today, you will definitely meet it again. It, it can be a year, it can be 20 years. But once the problem comes, it's like a wound that is not properly healed. After some time, it's going to become a sore again. It's going to become, become a wound again. You have to deal with the problem. You have to face the giant today, else that giant will keep coming. We got to face it. Don't run away from it. Face it. If you can't face it alone, talk to a brother or sister, but face that giant. David, concerning David, he says in First Samuel 17, 31 to 32, he says, now when the words of David, the, the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. Everybody was running away. And what would have happened if David had also run away? Like Israel would become servants of this Philistine. But David was like, no, no, no. Everybody is running away. But let no one's heart be faint. I will go. I will step out and face this, this dance. And when David faced him, it's like the, it was over. They did not face that particular giant again because he was conquered. He faced it. He faced him in, in 1 Samuel 17, 48. He says, so it was when the Philistine arose and came, and came near to meet David, that David hurried and he ran towards the army to meet the Philistines. David ran towards the giant. He ran towards the giant to defeat him. And that, that should be our approach. When we face challenges, we run towards it. Most of the time, the, you know, these battles cause us to, to retreat. But, but the lesson we are learning here is that we must go towards that battle. We must face it. We must face it. And one of the ways of even facing it is probably to, to use another route. I'm not saying all the time. It's like, well, it is just this one way and we must just go through. It's like, okay, well, you are applying for this particular thing and and all, from all indication, and even probably God spoke to you that this is not the way, and you are saying it as, oh, this is a giant, so by all means, I must go through this way. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if, if that is what God has called you to do, I mean, just keep pushing. Face that giant. Don't give up. Don't give up. David did not turn back. He did not run away. When Saul disdained him, Saul called him all sort of things. He says, you are youth, you are rudy, you are... Um, and, and, and David said... He says, am I a dog that you come with me with sticks? David challenged this, this mountain. He challenged this giant. Hallelujah. When Jesus fasted, he was tempted. He was tempted by the enemy. And that, that to me, was even a, a giant. It was something that Jesus faced that he had to overcome. Jesus did not ignore the things that, that the enemy was telling him to do. He says, if you bow to me, I'll do this. If you do this, I'll do this. Jesus did not just ignore. He did not run away, but he challenged him. He spoke back. He spoke the word. And we have to face challenges that same way. We don't run away from it, but we, we, we speak God's word. We move forward. Hallelujah. We move forward in that. God wants us to move forward when facing battle. You know, you know what he told the, the children of Israel when they left Egypt? He told them that they should keep going. And the sea will be parted. He did not tell them, okay, when you get to the edge of the sea, you know, just stand there and I'll part the sea. Then after that, you will run. No, no, no. He said, just keep going. So it, it's just like, well, I mean, I believe one of them will probably just get there. It's like, well, we are getting closer. The sea is not opening. You know, what, what, 
what's up, you know, what's, what's God doing? But God just tell them, told them, just keep going, just keep going, the sea will pass. Just keep going, you know, they got to, just before the sea, the, the thing was not exposed, but I said, just keep going, run into it, you know, so, well, what that meant was that, well, someone can be thinking, well, what if I just go in and I start drowning and nothing opens? But God was just saying, you know, just, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. I believe that's the attitude we need to have. Just keep going, face that giant, face that giant, face that obstacle, face it. It can be something that requires persistent prayer. Just keep praying, don't give up. Just keep praying, don't give up. It might be something that we need knowledge and wisdom. I mean, seek knowledge, seek wisdom. You know, get, I believe faith generation, we have a, a, a good army, you know, God's army of, of people with wisdom. You know, just get a brother or sister to stand with you. Just seek counsel. Don't give up. Don't, don't just neglect or run away from that challenge, but face it. Face it. If you need support, I believe there are people around on, on the line even right now who can help. Don't be afraid. David was not afraid. I believe he was one of the smallest guys out there, but he was not afraid. His brothers were much bigger. They were afraid. David was not afraid. The Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. And this story is from the Old Testament. And, and I'm, now I'm talking to spirit-filled believers. Spiritual believers. God works in us to will and to do. So these things are not even, you know, what I'm saying is not just, you know, um, it's not by your might. It's by the Spirit of God that is in you. Hallelujah. The Spirit is willing. The, 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 the question is, are we willing? The Spirit is willing to move forward. The question is that, uh, is your flesh overcoming the Spirit, causing you to fear and to run back? God mm -hmm. has not given us the Spirit of fear. He has not given us the Spirit of fear. Fear is one of the signs that is the, the enemy is at work. Fear is one of the signs. And peace it's one of the signs that, you know, it's God that is leading in a particular way. Hallelujah. Amen. Fear, fear, fear will eat up your joy. It will eat up your peace. It will eat up your confidence. So you see people who are worn out, even in ministry. It's like, I don't want to do it anymore. Why? Because I did it and this, 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 and this happened. You know, fear has captured them. They, they, they have no peace. They have no confidence anymore. But, you know, I, it's my prayer that if there is anyone on the line who is in that situation where we've lost hope, we've lost courage, I pray that may God strengthen you tonight in Jesus' name, that we'll rise up and do the things that God has, God has called us to do, that hope will be restored in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. I, I heard a man of God who said that if a person fears God, he does not fear anything. But if a person does not fear God, then fear becomes a way of life. You know, mm. and, and, and what that means is, I mean, I believe we all fear God. And by that, I mean the reverential fear of God. That's why we are even believers. We, we know that, well, God's word is true. We fear him in that regard. That's why we heard the gospel. You know, we give our life to Christ and we do the things that he has called us to do. We study the scriptures because of that reverential fear of him. But sometimes in certain areas of our life, this is lacking. So you can see a, a Christian who is very successful in, 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 in one area, but in another area, because of probably the lack of knowledge, which extends to even the, the lack of reverential fear of God in that area, fear takes over. Fear takes over. 
you see a Christian very successful in ministry, but because they don't really believe in, in the divine healing, it's like their, their fear takes over, so they have a small headache, and it's like, well, I'm going to die. Mm. Hallelujah. And that, that, that's, what this, that, that's what this quote means to me. If a person does not, does not fear God, then fear takes over. But if a person fears God, if, if a person fears God, then there is no fear in that person's life. Hallelujah. So I, let, let, let's just have confidence in God and what God has said. If there is any area of our lives where we have fear, if there's any area where a particular giant, a particular uncircumcised Philistine, a particular obstacle is causing us to fear, you know, just look for scriptures in that area and just stand on those scriptures and move forward. It can be sickness. You know, just stand on the God's, God's word. He says, by his stripes we are healed. You know, that alone, that, that alone is enough. You know, I don't need any other evidence. He says, by his stripes I'm healed. What other evidence do I need? I, I, you know, yes, he has, done, he has healed several other people in the scriptures, but all I know is that by his stripes I'm healed, so I'm healed. You know, okay, yes, God, I can't see the healing today, but I know that I'm healed. You know, fear will try to come. I tell fear, you know, be gone, fear, because by his stripes I'm healed. I stand on that word till I see it come to pass. Face that obstacle. Face that obstacle. Who is that uncircumcised Philistine that is causing you to fear? Hallelujah. That is not from God. That is not from God. When, when, when you move, God moves. When you move, God moves. God, God, God has, I mean, you've heard it over and over again on this line. God has already done through Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not like what my whatever is going to, going to you know, cause God to move. He has already moved through Christ. So ours is just to implement that which has already been done. Victory is already there. Ours is to take a hold of it. Mm-hmm. And fear is not part of that victory. Running away from obstacles is not part of that victory. Ours is just to take that victory in that place where fear has taken over, in that place where the giant is, ours is just to have faith. The Bible says, if you have faith as small as a master seed, you shall take to this mountain to move from here to here, and the mountain will be gone. And you ask yourself, faith in what? Faith in what God has already done in Christ. So whatever the challenge is, I am praying tonight that may faith arise. May faith arise. May people be confident, may people be bold, may fear be gone, and may God's people just rise up and do what, they are co- what God has called you to do, and rise up and be who God has called you to be. There are so many Christians who are suffering all sorts of things, not because they are not Christians, but just because the enemy has taken a hold of them, just because of, of ignorance sometimes, just because of fear sometimes, because of, you know, obstacles would definitely come. When Jesus was tempted, the Bible says that after, you know, Jesus overcame him, the Bible says that he left him for an, an opportune time. So if we think obstacles will not come, you know, we, we, are, we are just deceiving ourselves. The enemy will come. And, and like the first point I said, most of these are spiritual problems. So, yes, probably even that exam you are going to write, you are scared. And don't just see it as a physical problem. Yes, study Study your books, but also, you know, tackle it, go on your knees and pray about it. Hallelujah. Because that fear, that fear is as a result of something. The enemy threw it in there for something, you know, just to bring down your confidence. And, and definitely when you fail, it's like your confidence comes down and you definitely cannot function effectively doing 
what God has called you to, to do. So the enemy just throw all these things, the depression, the fear, and all these things away just to bring us down so we cannot be effective and, and lay hold on that which Jesus has died for us. But this, this evening, I just want us to lift up our voices for just one minute. Mm-hmm. I believe, believe this word, I mean, you don't have to tell anybody that I believe God has spoken one thing or he has pointed mm-hmm. out one thing to you concerning this mm-hmm. word that has that has just been preached. I just want you to lift up your voices. Maybe it's fear in a particular mm-hmm. area. Maybe you, 